So let's do a quick recap of week eight. We'll start with the Nashville Tall Necks and the Savannah Big Blue 69ers. The Tall Necks beating the Big Blue 69ers 96.1 to 87.4. The Tall Necks jump up to 5-3 and three with an ugly victory, both teams scoring under 100. And Ben's great streak ends at 5. The next game involves the Justice League leader, Baby Belugas, versus the Justice League bottom feeder, Berg, Bang, and Burrows. As the Bay Belugas just barely beat the Bengan Burrows, 119.7 to 118.7, our closest game of the year. Bay Belugas keep that two-game lead in the Justice League division with five games to go. Berg, Bengan Burrows lose the closest game, as I said, by a blade of grass. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look at Henry Ruggs. Gem City, Ganuganugas, the Nugs, once again victorious against the Naples Nighthawks, 117.8 to 92.8. It's the Nukes' third straight win, and now they stand at 4-4, four and four, while the Nighthawks drop a golden opportunity to stay in the playoff race, and they are now 2-6. and six. Next, we had the Miamisburg Mudderbutters versus the Cobra Kai, our primetime game of the week. Miamisburg Mudderbutters beating the Cobra Kai, 124.4 to 112.1. Mudderbutters with a strong performance, and now I rank them, as I promised, number one in the power rankings. The Cobra Kai gave a great effort but just lose to the division leader. So still promise from the Cobra Kai. Next, we have the Dayton LG Show Pigs winning another contested matchup against the Pleasant Ridge Raptards, 110.7 to 106.1. LG Show Pigs now 5-3, and three, stay in the hunt for the division title, while the Raptards fall to 3-5 and five and look for anything that they can do to stay in the playoff hunt. The last game to talk about, Boys to Men defeating Cincinnati Swolstice, 122.3 to 81.2. Boys to Men snap a losing streak behind 50 points from Patty Mahomes, while the Swolstice now have lost five straight games after starting 3-0. So, Ben, let's start with you. What was your biggest takeaway from this? My biggest takeaway, selfishly, was how my team has just caught the injury bug lately. I lost George Kittle this week, and obviously that impacted me in this game. As you can see, we both scored very low, and I'm a little nervous about that moving forward. I got to go with the banging burrows. I know the season's been tough for Michael the entire time. On the cusp of a victory, Tommy, as you mentioned, just falling up a blade of grass too short and just a couple seconds too short in the Seahawks game. So I got to go with Michael. I feel the pain. I was pulling for you, Michael, to, to squeak that one out. I think this week might be your week, though, bud. So just like my fantasy team, Pick'em went about as bad as it could have. I stay in the lead at 35-13, and 13, but I go 1-5 and five on the week. Dave, slightly better at 2-4, and four, and now at 30-18 and 18 for the season. And then Ben, 26-16, and 16, also going 1-5. and five. So... Really need to do better in week nine breakdowns, which we're going to jump straight to where this is going to be a short podcast this week. So Ben, let's start with you. Talk to us about your two matchups. All right. First matchup is the Miamisburg Motorboaters versus the Naples Nighthawks. So Eric's team has been on a tear lately. His team's looking very impressive so far. And I think, unfortunately for Gruber, that that trend is going to continue. Justin Herbert, he's been a big-time performer pretty much ever since he got the starting job. 
And then with James Conner going up against the terrible Dallas defense, I think he's going to end up having a big day. Gruby gets Michael Thomas back, but they're going up against that Tampa Bay defense, which is very tough. And they're going to be looking for revenge from that opening night loss they had in New Orleans. So I think it's going to be pretty close. I think this is probably going to be the highest scoring game of the week. But I think Eric's team's just too loaded right now. And I I think he's going to edge out Gruber. So there's a reason why I had the Mudder Butters at number one, the power rankings. And it's due to a couple trades that he has made. Now, I was kind of hesitant on the Dalvin Cook trade because I didn't know the status of Julio Jones. And it appears that Julio is healthy and playing like his normal self, putting up a ton of yards and no touchdowns. He picked up Herbert, and Herbert's been his guy. And ever since he's put Herbert in, he's just been dominating. Uh, Herbert is a flashier version of Joe Burrow right now if we talk about rookie quarterbacks, but he's good for fantasy. I don't know about Brita. I don't know if Miles Gaskin being out, Brita instantly comes into that bell cow, but we'll see. But what has put his team above all others is the trade that he stole from Matt, getting James Conner and Tyreek Hill for Kareem Hunt and Amari Cooper. Just overall theft. And I think that's catapulted him to a status where he might not be beatable unless injuries come in, especially with Godwin back. Gruber finally gets his full roster, but I think it's just a horrible matchup for him. I'm going with the Motor Betters win this one. I can't deny that breakdown there, Tommy and Ben. I think you guys did a fantastic job there. With the Motor Betters, we had a strong team to begin with, becoming even stronger. This is going to be a, a real tough matchup for anybody later in the season. We have favorable matchups across the board for Eric this entire week. I think there's just going to be too much to overcome, even though Nighthawks are getting Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams back. That's going to be too much to overcome. So I got the Motor Boaters winning this one, 132 to 120. The second game I'm going to break down is between my two co-hosts, and we're talking about the Cincinnati Swolstice versus the Boston Baby Belugas. So Dave sits atop the Justice League division, and Tommy has been on quite a skid lately. So good news. He's got his full squad for the first time, having Christian McCaffrey back. But I do have question marks about Jonathan Taylor. He was beat up, and there's a lot of reports that he might not play. And I think I saw like one of the, the players said that he's not fully healthy right now. So that clearly is impacting his production. And to be honest, they're going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, his running style, I don't know, is going to fare very well, especially if he's not 100% healthy. And on the flip side, you have Dave with Deshaun Watson. That offense seems to be coming back to life, and they're going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I expect a big day from him. And then you've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He, he's been stepping it up as well, going up against that Carolina team. So I believe he'll also do well. And then Josh Jacobs has just been very consistent, along with DK Metcalf, which I think will offset some points if Russell Wilson ends up having a big game. And not to mention, Terry McLaurin just was named team captain for the Washington football team. So I think that will inspire him to have a big game against the New York Giants. And with all that said, I'm going with the Boston Baby Belugas 
to keep that winning streak alive. And unfortunately, Tommy, I believe your misery continues for one more week. Ben, I'm going to agree with you that my misery will continue. I'm breaking the trend. Hopefully, this is like reverse psychology where I'm projecting myself to lose because I project myself to win and I've lost every single game for the past month and a week. So you look at my roster, I'm the king and record holder for most in-game injuries. I had three last week, and so I might be shooting for four this week. I get McCaffrey back. Thank goodness. I need him so bad. But like you brought up, Jonathan Taylor, probably not going to play. Calvin Ridley, honestly, might not play. Kenny Galladay, he's out. And then Deontay Johnson gets hurt in the first or second possession of each game. I picked up Mike Williams, hopefully revenge season, but my team is so banged up. And then I look at Dave's starting lineup and it's so shiny. It's healthy. It's full of great starters and I'm just a bag of bolts. So Boston baby belugas won this game. I like to pick Tommy. I guess if you can't win the game, at least you can try to win pick them. So that's that's wise move on your part. Really not too much to add here. I mean, I think we all know who's going to win this one. I like the matchups across the board. I also like Chase Edmonds. He's going to get the majority of the carries being RB1 this week and going up against the Miami defense. I think I'll get a big boost from the flex position there. I like my chances this week. I'm going with myself. Baby Beluga's winning this one, 125 to 107. So Dave, tell us about your two games. So the first game we have here, we're going to go through the Nugs versus the Raptards. So coming into this game, the Nugs extremely hot, running the hot train into this week. I do have them kind of as the sleeper pick for the playoffs to make it and make a real big impact. I like the chances there, and I, I like the, the train to keep riding. Going up against the Raptards, definitely getting hit by the injury plague. Matt is in a little bit of a scramble mode, trying to fix together a team to be able to put up some points here this week. Unfortunately, I just don't see where the points are going to come. I do like the matchup of Matt Stafford going up against the Minnesota defense. Going to get some points out of there. But just that's about the only matchup that I do like across the board for him. As we go across for the Nugs, real favorable matchups everywhere. The two pieces where it's unfavorable is really with A.J. Brown and Travis Kelsey. Even with Kelsey, though, you know he's going to get targets. He's going to be able to put up some yards, and if they can get it in the red zone. We know Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hasn't been as productive in the, in the red zone. That Kelsey might be able to pick up some late-minute touchdowns. So with that, I do like the matchup for the Nugs this week. I think the Nudes bring this one home, going to 5-4 and four in the season, winning 132-122 to 122 over the Raptors. All right. I think you nailed it there, Dave. I think the Nukes are definitely on the right path, and the Raptors are holding on for dear life. I really do think that Tom Brady is going to have a lot to prove going up against New Orleans this week, uh, remembering that first week one loss. And I, I agree. I think the matchups are just there for the Nukes. And Alvin Kamara, I think, is going to struggle a little bit against that Tampa Bay defense. So... With all that being said, I'm going to have to agree with you, and I'm riding the Nuke train. I'm also going to go with the Nukes here. And the reason being is just looking at the back half of the Raptors roster going into this week. You actually start with Kamara. I know he's going against Tampa, but 
obviously number one running back in fantasy football. And Gibson's going against the Giants. And Gibson's coming off a great week two weeks ago against the Cowboys. And then Will Fuller against Jacksonville. So very favorable. But then you have Amari Cooper against Pittsburgh. That might be under five points. Logan Thomas, up and down, tight end. And then Justin Jackson, Corey Davis, not too bad. But the reason why we're talking about the Nuke so much is his ability to address his team on the waiver wire. Obviously, James Robinson is the waiver wire pickup of the year. And Hasty is going against the defense that was gashed by Dalvin Cook. Now, Hasty's no Dalvin Cook, but favorable matchup. Chicago is actually susceptible to giving up wide receiver one numbers. So A.J. Brown against the Chicago secondary isn't as bad as it sounds. And Juju, Kelsey, Singletary, Marvin Jones now going against the Minnesota Vikings, who aren't very good guarding the pass without Galladay. Very favorable. So Nugs win this one. Yeah, so the next matchup here between the Tonics and Boys to Men, similar to our last matchup, teams going in different directions. Boys to Men just completely depleted this year. Kind of heart-wrenching to see. Tommy, this is a plea. Please put two players in your lineup. Right now, you you have Greg Ward and the Cleveland defense that are both on bye weeks. Please at least fill those spots in to make this matchup competitive. And honestly, with the matchups for Tommy, I, I do like them this week. I think we can see a strong week from Patty Mahomes going up against Carolina. I like that there. I like Mike Evans going up against New Orleans as well. As we see the Tampa Bay offense starting to click, I think we could see some bigger numbers from Mike Evans, especially as he starts to get more healthy in the season. Going across to the tall necks, I love the Josh Allen matchup against the Seahawks. Seahawks defense, both against the run in the past, has been pretty poor this year. With Josh Allen putting up monster numbers against good defenses even, going up against the Seahawks, I think we could see another 40 to 50 plus point week, which would be a lot to overcome. So with that, I do like the matchup for the tall next this week. I am picking the tall next to win this one. Going to be a slightly lower scoring game. I'm going 112 to 106 tall next. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. I think that Josh Allen versus Seahawks matchup is huge. And I think he's going to be able to maybe not outscore Patty Mahomes, but at least put up big numbers to where they offset. One of the biggest questions I have, though, is what is Le'Veon Bell's role going to be? I know he's been there a couple weeks now, and it seems like they're still trying to figure it out, but it's will this be the week where they expand his role and give him more carries? So that'll be interesting to see. In all honesty, I think if Chris Carson plays and he plays you know close to how he has been I know he's questionable right now so I don't know if he can expect full productivity if he plays but if he goes in and has a decent game I think Tommy can keep it close I just don't think it'll be enough this week especially with Gronk coming on and then that Pittsburgh defense I think will be a big one against going up against Dallas where I don't think they're really going to be able to do anything so I'd like to pick the upset because I'm a little bit behind in the pick them, but this one, I just don't think there's enough there for me to uh, go against the tall necks. I think boys to men would really have a shot if their lineup was full. I think that they have favorable matchups, and honestly, you look at the tall necks, and you see Lev Bell and Leonard Fournette 
as his top two running backs. It really scares you. Ben, I would hope that Le'Veon Bell gets more carries. Actually, I hope he gets 100% of the carries this week. I think he deserves them, but I doubt it. And I do like Sterling Shepard. I thought that was very smart of Eric to keep him on his IR as he's filled in very nicely after being out for a few weeks with an injury. Really, Tommy has the game. He has the ability to win this game. He just needs to fill in his roster. I'm actually going to go out on a limb to kind of switch it up here. I'm going to go with the boys to men winning this game. And this is also reverse psychology. I hope he loses, but I think he might have a chance to win if he fills those spots. But if he doesn't, the tall next will. But I have to go with the boys to men. And that leads into the final two games. We'll start with the Cobra Kai versus the LG Show Pigs. Longtime friends, Wayne Bretzky and Jake Coy, they battled in many fantasy leagues, many other sport leagues. So this game is really important to both of them. When I look at the Cobra Kai, I think that his lineup looks great minus Melvin Gordon. I think that you get Thielen versus Detroit, Stefan Diggs versus Seattle. Oh, man, that's huge. Keenan Allen gets Las Vegas. That is amazing matchups. You hate to see Rex Burkhead in there and Melvin Gordon, but his team is loaded with great matchups, especially Aaron Rodgers against a COVID-filled San Francisco 49ers. Then you got Tannehill, who hasn't really been performing that well lately for Jake. David Johnson gets carries, and he's going against Jacksonville, but he hasn't really produced. And I liked what I saw from Damian Harris, but let's see if he can replicate that. I know he goes against the Jets. But other than that, I think I got to go with the Kerba Kai here. I think that the matchups are just too favorable for Brett's star players this week. I think Jake's got some potential with Justin Jefferson and Jamison Crowder, but I don't see it being enough for the show picks to overcome. Yeah, Tommy, I, I, I like the breakdown there. I think you hit it spot on with the show pigs. I think you have an extremely high ceiling, but yet at the same time, an extremely low floor for the points this week. You know, just based on history, Justin Jefferson can put up 40 points or he can put up two. So that has me a little bit worried to go with the show pigs, just not knowing what that product is going to have. For the Cobra Kai, the matchups are just all in his favor. Aaron Rodgers going up against San Francisco defense at San Francisco, making a couple trades this week, trying to reinvigorate that entire defense. Maybe we can see it improve this week, but going up against Aaron Rodgers in that Packers offense, just don't think that will happen. I think it's just too much to overcome for the show bigs. I think this is going to be a little bit of lot sided of the game. I'm going 136 to 113 Cobra Kai. Yeah, that the Aaron Rodgers versus Tannehill matchup, I think, is definitely a big discrepancy. Having watched how Tannehill played last week against the Bengals, he just didn't look that great. And Chicago has a better defense than the Bengals do. And Aaron Rodgers, especially coming off that loss, I think he's going to go ahead and light it up against San Francisco. They just don't have all of their guys, and they're just depleted. As you look down the roster, I just really like the matchups for the Cobra Kai. I think Stefan Diggs is primed to have a big game against the Seattle defense. And Adam Thielen seems to produce every week. And, you know, he's got a lot of familiarity going up against the Detroit Lions. Definitely don't like seeing Rex Burkhead in there. And on the show pigs as well, even Damian Harris. 
you just never know what you're going to get with the Patriots running back because they just end up swapping them all out. And it seems like nobody gets consistent carries. So I just see a lot more consistency and star power on the Cobra Kai this week. So I think they're going to sweep the leg and continue to roll. So let's get to the last game. And boy, is this a shit show. Berg, Bangin, Burroughs versus the Savannah Big Blue 69ers. You have the team that was on a five-game win streak coming to a screeching halt last week after barely putting up 80 points. Can't say much. I didn't either. But you get Kyler, okay, and then you go to Zeke against Pittsburgh. Hines against Baltimore maybe gets a couple catches, maybe gets in the end zone. Marquise Brown, he's calling out his quarterback on social media. C.D. Lamb against Pittsburgh. That's fun. Dalton Schultz against Pittsburgh. What's this guy doing? Curtis Samuel, okay, had a good week. Claypool against Dallas. I like that. And then Chargers versus Las Vegas. I think 101.4, which is your projected score, is pretty high, honestly. But then I look at Michael's team, and honestly, Michael's team is the Dalvin Cook show with a ton of uncertainty. He's putting old man Drew Brees in there after starting Joe Burrow for the past few weeks, going against that stingy Tampa Bay defense. Swift had six carries for one yard. And then Chark just had a baby or just got married. One of the two, his head's not in it. Judy plays all right. Dobbins maybe, but it gets a very tough Indianapolis run defense. This game, I don't think either team breaks a hundred. And I got to go with the Berg banging Burrows here. Because this man got absolutely robbed last week against the division leader, and he's due for some success. So I got to go with the Bang and Burrows. Nice. Picking up the first win of the season there, Michael. Got to love it. To me, this is an interesting matchup. This might be the week that Michael pulls it off. But based on last week, you know he doesn't have the late game heroics in him. It's going to be tough. And finally getting over that hill is going to be difficult as well. I do like the matchups for Michael this week. The one thing I'm not sure about is Dalvin Cook really going to put up 52 points again. That's what made our matchup last week so tight. I don't like the matchups against the 69ers either. This is going to be low scoring. And I think this is going to be the week for Michael. He rewrites the script. Instead of losing by one point, He gets the one-point victory this week. I'm going 109-108. Berg, banging Burroughs. All right. So, not going to lie, this this week's a little concerning. I'm looking at my team, and I am not liking the matchups I see. I really don't like the fact that I have to start three Cowboys players against that Pittsburgh defense. George Kittle getting hurt was huge. However, I will say if there is a bright spot to it, so it sounds like they're going to go with a new quarterback in Dallas, and typically they use the tight end as a security blanket, and I think Pittsburgh is mostly just going to sell out to stop the run. So he might have a little more production than you would expect. I don't expect him to have a big day, but I think that might be a little bit higher score than you would think. And, I mean... Michael's team, obviously, they've, they've had their struggle scoring, and I don't think that'll change. 
having Drew Brees in there this week against the Tampa Bay defense. I'm not entirely sure how that's going to go for him. Not sure how he's going to look. DeAndre Swift, what are his carries going to look like? They give him the ball. He seems to produce pretty well, but he doesn't always get the carries. And then, I mean, is Dalvin Cook going to have another monster game? There's just a lot of unknowns on both sides. And I definitely expect it to be a very low-scoring game, and I don't have high hopes. But I am down in the pick em. I'm going to roll with my team. I don't necessarily have a whole lot of logic and reason to pick my team, but I'm going to stay loyal. I'm riding with them, and maybe I'll get lucky, and Kyler Murray will go off, and Zeke will get a touchdown or two. Holding out hope, and I am blindly picking my team to win. It's been a long week. We're all tired, and we just wanted to get a short one in for everyone to keep this podcast going. We appreciate you guys listening in, and that's a wrap.